0: wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No. No, don't. Help me, help, help. Good morning, good morning, Professor Ward Scott here in the Ward hall Man Cave,
1: right? Hidden location, command center. In the piney woods of North Central Florida and God's country, here in the Melton Law Studio. I uh, got a little um, discussion here I'm going to continue that I started, got into yesterday. And if you want to participate anonymously, uh, you may call me and it would translate into a uh, text message at 352 325 3938 on the Melbourne Law Hotline, or you may chat along with us here as we are on. Facebook Live. Right now, of course, we're also on YouTube and later we'll be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course, archived at thewardscottfiles.com where Wardshot Bulletin Board is, where we post a lot of the issues uh, documents that um, we use in discussion on our show here, of the Scott Files. Um, I
0: titled today's show I'm sad to do this, um, but I have to do it. I hope you understand the salaries, the exorbitant salaries
1: that the Alachua County Commissioners get, as actually all county commissioners get. Their salaries are based upon population of the county they govern. So the bigger the county, the bigger the salary. Consequently. Uh, The smaller the county, the smaller the salary. The salary for the Alachua County commissioners, there are five of them here in Alachua County is $82,000 and some change, I've been told, um, by people who monitor and watch this stuff. I don't doubt that because the last time I checked, it was in the mid-70s. And of course, the population which they quote unquote govern has a expanded and therefore their salary has expanded. So I did a little calculation and um, five times um, the 82,000 and
0: some change is probably closer to 83,000 and some change. Recording in progress. Okay, we're just checking our production to make sure we're recording. We're still live, I understand.
1: it. Is that true? Okay. Uh, Ray Stern says he thinks Facebook is purposely causing pauses and interruptions. Yes, we have no control over that. But when you go back and look at the completed product, uh, and it's recorded and saved, these interruptions are not there. So as I was saying, if you take five, take and put, as we say in the countryside, five times uh, 83,000 or so, you get about a $410,000 per month, per month. Now, Ray here is watching. Ray is a uh, very good with the numbers. So Ray, if you take 12, Times 410,000. Is that a month? Uh, no, no, it's not a month. You got 410,000 a year. I'm sorry, 82,000 a year. Production is checking me out. So you have 82,000 a year per individual. So per year, you're spending about 410,000 and some plus on governance. These people to be your representatives and to be so, I would think in a dignified way with decorum suitable to a well-paid public official. But all you have to do is check Facebook to see the snide remarks, to see the arrogance, to see the petulance, the immaturity of some of these people who are public officials for everyone in the county.
0: But clearly by judging from their remarks, they aren't, and you know when you look up their profile, you would think that they would be beyond immaturity. The one I'm going to speak about in a moment has
1: advanced degrees. I don't know that I remember her at Santa Fe, but claims she went to Santa Fe, which I'm sure she did. I don't remember her. I don't think she was ever
0: in my class. Um. Uh, Also, and this might be telling because before we came on the air,
1: um, we were talking with production about how difficult it is to deal with GRU as an energy source, as an internet source, as any kind of source of utility. You can imagine they are the worst to deal with, the most expensive to deal with, and the least governable,
0: even though they have a quote unquote citizen committee governing them you would think that being the city commissioners so you would th- you you would hope that you know
1: their intellectual training had resulted in what well, we don't have much of anymore that i can find are statesmen or if you want to be correct politically states people or states women
0: are statesmen I don't know of a statesman in this community right now. Uh, The last that I knew
1: of personally and interacted with was E.T. York, a fantastic man. And I also spent quite a bit of time, very personal and close proximity time with Senator Graham, who was once the governor and he went to the University of Florida and had as
0: one of his teachers, one of my teachers, And that was Mr. Andrew Lytle. Those people were statesmen. All right. They really got beyond uh, categories of party to do the thing that was best for the
1: people. The place where I interacted with Senator Graham was on the Amendment 11 committee petition drive. And the reason I'm going to talk about petitions is because of the nasty attitude of Commissioner Mary Alford in a screenshot I have taken here of an interchange between me and her. I thought, well, let's just expose this to the public and let's let you see what you're paying for. You're paying for $83,000 a commissioner, you're paying this woman. $83,000 $83,000 a year for a part time job and a parking spot downtown. That used to irk a lot of people that they got these commissioners got parking spots. So I'm going to ask production to put the screenshot up. The first one uh, is of the pictures of the people. This appeared uh, as a notification. I took a look at it. And I really didn't have much reaction because I know what I'm dealing with here. But there, are, however, you see a comment that then did begin to get my attention. And uh, the comment is that Clemens is completely out of touch with the Alachua County citizens. That was
0: so cockaloony. And you know, obviously, I don't think. This person knows Clemens very well. He
1: is also the head of the foundation at Santa Fe College. He is a local kid. He grew up here on a farm. In San- you talk about being a part of Alachua County. You can't find anybody with deeper roots
0: on the commission, county commission than you can Chuck Clemens as a representative who grew up in the dirt and soil of the county, went to the public high school of the county, works at the public college of the county.
1: This really, I've always thought this was a kind of a loosey goosey person, this Alfred woman. I've been looking at her comments. I thought,
0: what, is this for real? Is this person actually this glib and shallow? But then when this came up, then I felt,
1: Well, I better probably, I'll probably answer this. Now, you never know when you mess with a liberal what you're going to get. Usually you get anger, okay? So I expected to get anger, and I was not disappointed.
0: And condescending remarks, and I was not disappointed. Let's show the next screenshot, please, production. That should be coming up. I don't quite see it yet on my screen. Um, There it
1: is. Now you'll see the interchange that I have there uh, uh, with her, uh, where I say, uh, You are not the one, basically, uh, to determine uh, what the will of the people is. The actual ballot results will determine what the will of the people is. This is a very, very telling, very telling, because the will of the people has never been uh, asked for on this particular issue. It's been blocked. It's been blocked. And I went over this yesterday. And thank you from you who watch and listen for calling me and thanking me for explaining this process to you. People don't understand this, how this amendment process works, uh, how the petition process works. But when you see a commissioner who then says, um, "Well, you got to run to daddy," there's a process. What are you doing, running to daddy? You know, I thought this human being we're paying eighty-three thousand dollars a year
0: to to say. Sh- Crap like that to me, to me, let alone everybody else, but to me, I didn't treat her that way. But I wasn't surprised. This is a liberal at work, an angry, arrogant liberal. Okay. Now, this process of running to daddy that she's alluding to is a process of getting a charter amendment on the
1: ballot by partition. Okay. Now this, she did come back and answer. I don't believe I've got that screenshot here yet. um, That says, uh, Then she then says, well, you know, here's the initiative process as if I don't know the initiative process as if I don't know the petition process. I worked with Senator Graham on the petition process for Amendment 11. It is so
0: arduous, even for somebody of the stature of Senator Graham. The money you have to raise, the language you have to have, you have to have lawyers, you have to have, my God.
1: I mean, the County Commission has all those people
0: You pay for them. You're paying this Alfred woman. You're paying her attorney. Right. You're paying her manager. You're paying her salary. And she expects you, this citizen, to get on your knees and go out and come up with your own rebuttal to this which she has financed by you, the taxpayer. And Tim Martin, hang in here with me because this is going to work on your mind, this woman. And, And she's on the county commission. Now, comment that started us off is Clemens seems completely out of touch with
1: the will of the Alachua County citizens. Why don't you just go do the ordinance initiative process? I'm gonna go through the ordinance initiative process with you right now. And uh, I'm going to uh, 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 help you understand it. It's out there on uh, www.votealachua.com. You may find it there, but here's what you would have to do to put a petition On the ballot, according to the cavalier, condescending, morally superior voice of one
0: Mary Alford. Okay, here's what you'd have to do there are 193,449 registered
1: voters in Latro County. Now, we know some of those registered voters are illegal, but we're not going to get into that. There are 193,449 uh,
0: uh, registered voters that voted in the general election. So here's what you may do, according to Mary Alford. Run to dad since you didn't do this, which I'm
1: going to explain to you. Electors may, by petition, initiate a county ordinances in order to establish new ordinances and to amend or repeal existing ordinances. Now, there's some things about what you can't do. You can't do anything about the county budget and all that business, existing
0: debt obligations. But the first thing you have to do is form a political action committee. You can't just go out, you and your buddy or your
1: wife, or your neighbor, or your girlfriend, or your significant other with a clipboard and start having people sign a piece of paper. Now, one of the things that's going to be apparent to you as I go through this is that the process for petition signing and getting something on the ballot is much more accountable for authenticity than is the actual process of voting in the general election. The two are not even comparable. Isn't
0: that ironic? So you must first of all, form a political action committee. That's not easy. You've gotta go get people out of their line
1: of work who are already paying the county commissioners, they think, who've already voted, they think, for things to be done through that process. So the first thing you have to do, and I'm speaking from experience, is knock on the dough and say, would you be on this political action committee? Which is immediately going to be investigated and you're immediately
0: going to be harassed by the arrogant Alfreds of the world who are going to, like Ken Cornell, personally attack you. So I believe in always personally attacking back. You know, we ain't got that warthog at the beginning of the show for nothing. You don't want to mess with me. So the political action committee must be formed to collect the signature. Quite a big deal. Then how many petitions are required? 7% of the registered voters at the last general election. So you take
1: 193,449 times 7%, and you have to come up with 13,541. Now, on the safe side, you always get more because some are going to be thrown out 5%, at least more, So we're not talking just about 13,000, we're talking more like 20,000, 15, 16,000, but you have to have 13,541 good ones.
0: Everybody knows you don't just go get 13,541. Now, only registered voters of Alachua County
1: They sign the petitions. So you've got to check that out when you get a signature. So if you're standing with a clipboard out in front of Walmart, how many people going into Walmart whom you're going to stop will actually be registered voters in Alachua or know that they are or be able to give you some sort of proof that they are? Don't you understand this? the whole identity of the voters has been deliberately blurred by the Democrats.
0: All you have to do to vote is make a warm breath on a mirror. So let me get this straight. You've got to come up with, let's say 15,000 petitions from people who know and can show you that they are voters, good luck. Now, here are the steps. You form the political action committee. Then
1: you have to submit the text of your proposed charter amendment
0: and petition form to the supervisor of elections for approval of the form. Huh? Because the supervisor of elections is in charge of everything. and goes out there on the ballot. Also, who gets registered and who votes. Well, that's another whole show. Then, once that supervisor,
1: and there's a clock ticking on all this, there is a clock ticking. Once that supervisor has approved the language of that petition form. And you better have an attorney. You're going to have to hire an attorney to assure that the language is the kind of language that is unambiguous, that is politically appropriate.
0: And you just can't write that off the top of your head. So let's assume that the supervisor of elections, one Kim Barton right now, says, okay. Then you have 180 days to get the required petitions and to file them with the supervisor of elections. Six months? Okay, six months. You better not a lollygag. You had
1: better not a lollygag. Because then the supervisor will have 45 days to verify the signatures. And what if those signatures don't match the supervisor's scrutiny? Which I don't know how you would be able to validate her scrutiny now with all the lax voting rules. But anyway you've got to pay her to do that. You've got to pay her
0: 10 cent as we say in Georgia per petition to do it. The money must come from the political action committee. It can't come from your
1: pocket, it can't come from your neighbor. It has to come
0: it has to come from the political action committee. Now, if sufficient signatures are obtained, the county commission shall,
1: and the verb is shall, not will, uh, uh, or may, not may, is not may, because there's a big difference in shall and may. The county commission shall, within 60 days, hold a public hearing on the proposed ordinance and vote on it. So the county commission has again got to get involved
0: in approving what's already been scrutinized and approved. And if the county commission
1: fails to adopt the proposed ordinance it shall by resolution call a referendum on the question and it'll be held. So the county commission at
0: that point I get me get me now could take a look at your petition and okay it right then. If the county commission fails to adopt the proposed
1: ordinance, it then shall by resolution call a referendum on the question of the adoption of the proposed ordinance to be held at the next general election, occurring at least 45 days after the adoption of such resolution. So there's a lot of timing timelines. This woman, Alfred, this goofball, she thinks this is just some custard
0: pie recipe deal. I mean, you know, now she's an environmental freak, okay? She's been on the
1: GRU Utility Advisory. What does that tell? you? Environmental engineering, unfortunately, unfortunately, there's a lot of Things that have happened since my good friend H.T. Odom, Dr. H.T. Odom started the environmental engineering department. A, m- a prince of a man. A wonderful person.
0: Uh, his, the, those who descended from that department um, a far cry from what he was. He was
1: not into a kind of a religious fervor about it. He was a scientist. These
0: people are worshipers. So if the voters and approve after all this process,
1: the proposed ordinance shall become effective on the date specified in the ordinance or if not specified, January 1st of the succeeding year. Which
0: would be the earliest this could happen by petition um, would have to be, well, yes, it would have to probably be January of 2020. January of 23. Okay,
1: now let me give you a little bit of history. This issue has come up on the Charter Review Commission 2010, 10 years later, 2020. As I went over with you yesterday in the article I wrote for The Sun, you have to realize who makes up the Charter Review Commission. Nine of the twelve on the commission, this last time, identified with Gainesville, the other three with the city of Olachua, Micanope, and one a post office box. so the uh, the Charter Review Commission is Gainesville centric. It is controlled by the Cornells and those people who appoint their representatives to the charter. It's not an objective process. It's not a blind reach-in-the-bowl-and-pull-out-a-name process. It's not that way at all. Too bad it isn't. That would be probably closer to a true uh, republic democracy, as Lloyd Bailey calls the Constitution. So we're not there. We are not there. These commissioners do not reach into a bowl blindly and pull out a name. Well, 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 well. Isn't
0: this something? Now you may have already realized that the process of getting, the process of getting this proposal into legal ballot form takes about a year takes a lot of money, and is vastly more strict than the voting process is itself. If you just want to vote in the general election, you can be as dumb as a rock. Obviously, if you want to run for the county commission, you can be
1: as dumb as a rock or as nasty as you can
0: possibly be. The headmaster of the boys' orphanage comes to mind, Mike Byerly. Very nasty person. There are some nice ones. I think Mary Helen Wheeler is a very nice lady. Uh, Chuck Chestnut's always been nice to me. There have been some nice ones, but you know, you get these, you get these left-wing ideologues, and you get some nasty people. So. I was not surprised by the the condescending
1: voice that answered me. Um, But you have to remember this now. Only if the format of the petition is deemed sufficient by the supervisor of elections. And that we're talking about actually the way it is on a piece of paper. There are are precise measurements, uh, minimum size of forms, uh, uh, boundary uh, must be just right, um, you know, there's a lot of very specific, um, the petition, now get this, get this. The petition form shall include, it's much like petitions to get a candidate on the ballot, Signatory's name, birth date, street address, city, date signed, and signature. This is the kicker. This is almost comical. The supervisor of elections shall not approve any petition that does not contain the signatory's name, birth date, street address, city, date signed, and signature. Oh, golly. Oh, golly. We've already got examples of signing up convicted felons in the jail by somebody who worked for the supervisor, one T.J. Pichet. you got to be kidding me. You have got to be. You cannot be serious, as McEnroe says. The political action committee formed by these people who are interested in getting this on the ballot
0: must come up with the money and must pay for the signature validation and must do the legwork of getting the
1: people educated to sign the ballot petition. Now, based upon what I said yesterday, and based upon the response I got yesterday to yesterday's show,
0: pitifully few people walk around Understanding the petition process. No one understands the advisory committee process as we participated in as the Rural Com- uh, Concerns Committee. That has talked to me. This is a really a sad comment. I know, you know, the, 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 you know I, I guess it's better than
1: totalitarianism, but we have a form of totalitarianism. We just don't call it that. Now, these people are really raving on the commission, not all of them, but some of them, case example here, as really arrogant uh, Politburo members, oligarchies, who have the one true, one, you know, very little empathy for anybody that's not somewhat subscribing to their particular ideology. It's, it's a, it's a it, you know, it's, it's, so I call it quite appropriately, the $410,000, and that's on the short end because there's health benefits and there's retirement. Um, there's a lot of things. I don't know what a, you know, it would cost to pay to park a car downtown, but uh, these people don't. Um, so it's over $410,000 a year you pay to these people to treat you like this. I'm looking at the comments to see if anybody wants to chime in. Uh, fine. Um,
0: every ten years, yes, is a, is a really a man. You know, that's you know you could by petition, a laborsome petition is what
1: Polonius tells Claudius uh, when Claudius asks Polonius if La- uh, Laertes has his Polonius's permission to rep- return to Paris. Claudius uh, uh, Claudius says to Claudius, he has wrung from me by laborsome petition. This is Shakespeare in the 1500s.
0: Shakespeare knew that a petition process is laborsome. Laborsome. Alfred would be sitting on her butt, having a liqueur or whatever the heck it is these people have, while you're out there pounding the pavement. You're out there pounding the pavement and trying by laborsome petition to have your voice heard. just heard. Never mind, prove, just heard. Just just I just want to be find out if I'm crazy or not. Would you please put this on the ballot? I just want to find out if I'm nuts. please put this on the ballot. No. You go by laborsome petition. Go to daddy. Run to daddy. Put that back up, that screenshot. I want everybody to see what that woman said. Okay, you should take a look at this. You should take a look at this and put it in your,
1: put it in your memory bank. That's what we're dealing with, okay? I'm going to take a break, have a little coffee. Um, and then I'm going to get back into some other things about elections. But look at
0: that. Look at that, look at that,
1: look at that. And maybe at the break here, I'll try to maybe take a snapshot of the, other. I don't know. I, you've got it, you can go out and check her site, you can see it for yourself. It's nuts. I'll probably put it on Ward's hot bulletin board, I guess. All in the name of educating the public about what we're dealing with here. Thank you for your comments. we we'll be right back in the Ward Scott Files in just a moment. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files Premium Sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, Large Enough to Serve You, Small Enough to Care. The Ward Scott Files Gold Sponsors are On-The-Spot Dry Cleaners, Okita America Martial Arts, r Construction, Gators Dockside, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show... You can visit our website, www.wardscotfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wartscott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us.
0: Make this out, Warthog. So come up the steps? He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Shit. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pat him. Hi, okay. boy. Can we touch him?
1: No. No, don't.
0: Help me. Help. Help.
1: All right, all right. There he is. There's my old buddy. Don't mess with him now. he gets get you. You know, Warthog, he'll get you. Yeah. Uh, Let's see what we got here coming in here.
0: Uh, I want to see what Tim Martin has to say. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just looking at the comments. Yeah, Lloyd says many people have been denied access to get
1: petition signed. Uh, Lloyd, in this case, you'd have to help create the petition language. Um, Yeah, let me look at the way you said that. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying, Lloyd. Lloyd says then you go out to get the petition signed once you clear the uh, hurdles that have been put up for you by uh, the supervisor of elections and the legal ballot world, then you've got to go get them signed. And um, he's saying, that you can't get them signed at the spring arts festival, according to the way I think he's saying this, but that the government does limit places where you can find a lot of people who might be uh, sympathetic to your voice and and you can talk to and put the idea in their ear. Uh, wow, I mean, uh, good point, Lloyd. I mean that that uh, that is another, and believe me, I want to come back and emphasize this: the county is going. To fight this tooth, the old proverbial
0: tooth, oh God, a knife, whatever. They're going to fight it all the way. They are going, you will
1: never hear such bellicose comments uh, as you will hear once. I think this will be, this ballot will be on, I think it will be on it without the seven. I think it'll be on there with the five. I don't like the seven as I said yesterday, it's the only time in my life I've ever agreed for that Yvonne Henson on anything. Um, the, the, I don't, you don't want seven. Actually, seven dilutes people's voices more than five. You want five, okay? And um, the, uh, I think it will make it out for the people to vote on. But when it makes it out, educate the people if you're for it you're going to have to come up with the money to educate them the county is going to already have money to uh, talk about why you shouldn't do it It, it, it's just a stacked deck all the way and then for a county commissioner like Alfred to come out with the comments she made to me of all people she messed with the wrong hog I can tell you that right now because she ain't off my bad side yet I don't know if she'll ever get off my bad side
0: and You don't want to be on my bad side, so you know. There you go. Now I'm going to throw up. I'm getting ready to talk. Uh, throw up.
1: Yeah, I should. I'm getting ready to talk about something that I got to be very careful about because uh, let's put this up production and show you what we're operating against. Floyd was talking about uh, you know places being off location uh, to. Uh, um, petition sign. We are monitored constantly by the platform's so, syllogisms. Algorithms syllogism. That's a algorithms to find out if we trigger it. Now, here, here here we have it. We, I, I want to go over it with you. We cannot, and I have to whisper this, we this is this is something called election integrity misinformation statement by YouTube, okay? You cannot, or YouTube will take you down, and they took us down for a week. Wasn't a week production? At
0: least a week, maybe 10 days. And if you go, you know, so so if you claim that a candidate only won a
1: swing state in the US 2020 presidential election due to voting machine, they'll take you down. If you claim that dead people voted in numbers to change the outcome, they'll take
0: you down. If you claim that fake ballots were dumped to give one candidate, they'll take you down. Okay? If you have false claims that widespread fraud error glitches change that, they'll take you down. This is not a free pass to promote misinformation. Misinformation.
1: What they really mean is not a free pass to offer different points of view.
0: Now, I'm going to go through a couple of documents here that are not my documents. They are
1: written and published in places that are premier publication locations by premier places.
0: Um, the first one is written by. John Lott, John R. Lott Jr.
1: who is founder and president of the Crime Prevention Research Center. This was an imprimus publication from Hillsdale College. John Lott received his BA, his MA and his PhD from UCLA. There are those of us who would hold that against him because you don't want to get all those degrees from one place. You really want to get them from different places. But anyway, Vietnam. and he's held research or teaching positions at the University of Chicago, the Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania, Stanford, Yale and Rice. And he uh, served in the Trump administration as, oh, there you go. There's a, um, there, that raised a flag. Okay. Uh, a senior advisor for research and statistics in the U S department of justice, where, He
0: studied, I'll just whisper this, voting, uh, uh, authenticity. So this is uh, taken from his talk at Hillsdale College.
1: I just wanna go through some of the points of it with you. Um, I don't know if you know this, but in 2005, there was a commission on federal election reform uh, that issued a report uh, that proposed a uniform system of requiring a photo ID in order to vote in U.S. elections. I think, you know, now given the airport process, we could refine it even more. We could use your face as an ID. Your face. We could take a look at your pupils. We could. There's a number of things that artificial intelligence can do now that are even more precise than just a picture id. But anyway, 2005, they said everybody ought to have to produce a photo id to vote. And the vote the report by now let me get this because YouTube
0: is listening. Facebook is listening. You hear me? The report pointed out. This is the Carter Baker, okay?
1: Senator James Baker was a Republican and Jimmy Carter, I lust in my
0: heart only, was of course the Democrat. The Carter-Baker Commission report pointed out that widespread absentee voting makes voting fraud more likely. Now, did I violate the YouTube? Let me see if I violated the YouTube. Uh, who knows? They're listening.
1: Little little kids with uh, 10 earphones. It's the way
0: I see them. Video game freaks, okay? So, they're in charge of what you get to think about. Now, it's been established by the Carter Baker Commission that voter files contain ineligible, duplicate, fictional, and deceased voters, and because they do, it
1: is a fact that makes absentee ballots
0: easy exploitations to commit voter, and I have to use the initial F. So there you are. Not by me, but I am saying
1: what they said. Who knows? may trigger the little little, uh, video game boys. This was a bipartisan committee
0: and it made at the time what seemed to be common sense proposals. Now, what did Biden do? And his buddies, they said, and you've heard it, that requiring voter IDs would mean,
1: now this is the type of president you've got now. I, you know, he's not, he, not he, 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 he suffers from the same illness that Alfred suffers from, mental deficiencies. Biden said, you know, in some form or another, that the precision use of words is not respected. Biden said that suggesting voter IDs would mean
0: returning people to slavery. Being frustrated as a citizen because you can't have your voice heard means you're running to daddy. That's one of the
1: damnedest phrases I've ever heard an adult use about a serious, serious issue in this county. I I, I, listen. I've heard some from Paula Delaney. They're goofy. I mean, i really have. I mean, boat people. When we were talking about airboats out on the lake, and she called them boat people. It's
0: all in the Ward Scott files, fraud files. So let's compare the U.S., which is
1: Mr. Lotz does, let's compare the U.S. to other world democracies, okay? Uh, the U.S. is the only one of the world democracies out of the 47 countries that say they're democracies and have voting that do not, does not require voting ID. And I got to tell you, it's for,
0: it's for one reason. Blacks. the, The left uses the black people, uses them, come on, to impede sensible voting measures by saying you would practice slavery. I mean, there's no other country in the world that has to put up with this crap out of its leaders. No other country in the world. This is our curse. forty six of the forty seven countries
1: require government government issued photo IDs. It means you can't run down to uh, Walmart or wherever and stick your face in
0: front of a machine and have the picture taken and have that be valid. You have to show up in person and present a photo ID.
1: If you're going to vote absentee, to pick up yourself,
0: your your own self, as we say in Georgia, to pick up your your own self, the the absentee ballot. You're not going to have it mailed to you. It's just not going to happen. If you're having problems on this audio dropping out, go over to YouTube and watch it there. It doesn't drop there. Only thing is, I can't see your remarks,
1: but the audio does not drop on YouTube, right? Production? So if you're having trouble, um, but I lose your comments, but you you can hear it. You can turn, yeah, run to two computers, I guess. You could watch on um,
0: the one with Facebook and listen to the one that you got with YouTube because this is um, not happening on YouTube. So, I'm not going to go through line by line every word of the report,
1: except to hit the high spots for you. Proxy voting in these other countries, is limited to those with a disability or an illness or who are out of the country.
0: And that proxy voting, that's what browser tabs are for. Thank you, Michael. That's what proxy voting, that
1: proxy voting has to be arranged. Are you ready for this, my friends? Through a notary public. Why are, I'm telling you why we
0: have lax voting. is because of minorities, blacks. The white liberal is using the black folk to cheat. The well, I better watch that because then the, the 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 tin horn boys are listening to to um confuse, shall we say? Maybe that's a word that won't draw me into their into their tin horn. So
1: in Canada and Mexico, let's just compare. You think of Mexico where Doug Whitaker is as kind of a place where you don't want to go down to the store, you get shot, you get in the crossfire. Of uh, of uh, some gang deal over there overdose, but in Mexico, get this, and and Doug can validate this. He's down there. He, of course, he hadn't voted. I don't know if he's a citizen. He's probably still a citizen here.
0: He's what do we call an expatriate? Um, in Mexico, a voter must present. Are you ready for this? A biometric ID. An ID was not only a photo, but also a thumbprint. And the thumbprint has to have indelible ink so that you cannot vote more than once. Absentee voting is entirely prohibited.) <laughs> Even for people living outside the country. Huh? Are you with me? Huh? The HR 1 bill and the radical bills that the Democrats are pushing would prohibit
1: states from requiring voter ID and would
0: require states to allow permanent mail-in voting. Where ballots are simply mailed out to everyone with loose absentee voting rules, there you go. Little tin horns listening at
1: the uh, Algorithm Music Studio. I hope you little jerks understand this applies to you, you know. They don't have any commitment to country. It's all machines, I think.
0: Well, any questions? I'm going to look and see if there are any comments. Oh, boy. Still trying to assimilate all this stuff myself. There's about five minutes left. Otherwise, I would get into something that
1: uh, I've been wanting to get into it for a while. And that's <coughs> <coughs> turning Washington into political theater. I may save that for tomorrow. Turning Washington into
0: political theater. And you know what theater is. Theater is fiction. Theater is fiction. People are always confused, well, what's the difference between fiction and
1: fact? Well, let me give you a definition, and if
0: you understand it, it's not mine. it's e. M. Forrester's definition. The king died, and the queen died is fact. And by the way, what is a fact? What is a fact and what is opinion? A fact, is that which is certifiable by a, dis- a disinterested party. So did,
1: was the burglar wearing a green, and it's corroborated by at least a couple more. Was the burglar wearing a green or a red shirt? Well, citizen A says, oh, he's wearing green. Citizen B says he's wearing red. Citizen C says wearing red. So the fact is it was red. Green's tossed out. That's when fact uh, is derived from opinion. But if you say the queen died and the king died, or the king died and the
0: queen died, that's fact. It's certified by uh, the coroner. So if I say the king died and the queen died of grief, that's fiction. That's fiction. Because no one really knows except God why the queen died. We can we know that the queen died on the heels of or after the fact that the king died. But what, the queen's not alive to tell us what motivated her to die. So we, in, we, we surmise it. And at that point we play God. We become a deity.
1: We, we pretend to know what motivates people. Since we don't have them there to actually tell us, we have to kind of surmise it.
0: That's fiction. So the king died and the queen died is fact. But the king died and the queen died of grief is fiction. The political theater in Washington, D.C. is fiction. They are looking right now, Pelosi and her gang, for motivation. And they're coming up with it to suit their
1: political agenda and inventing it. Well, Mary Alford's listening because this might be over her head
0: a little bit. But that's the way fiction works. The moment she supplies motivation for people running to daddy, she is writing fiction. It is not fact. It is fiction out of her fevered imagination. You follow me? I'm never wrong. You know that I'm never wrong. Contemplate this. Look and see what Michael Luke said. The burglar was wearing a green or red shirt logically evaluates true if he's wearing either. I um, don't think I quite understand that. Um, I guess he's saying only two observers. One says green,
1: one says red. Well, you throw that out then? Can't use that because it's not, it's not going to be useful. <clears throat> Let me give you a place where I've always been frustrated about the O.J. Simpson murder of Nicole Simpson. Let me tell you what really always has bothered me
0: about that. O.J. Simpson gave Nicole Simpson an Akita. An Akita is fiercely, fiercely loyal to its owner. Much like my, my Rottweilers. If my is with me, you
1: can't get within a, three feet of my semicircle or my circle without the Rottweiler
0: becoming ready to defend. Uh, to the death. The Akita dog, which OJ Simpson gave Nicole Simpson, was present at the murder and walked around in the blood of the victims. I always wish we could have interviewed the dog. Because my theory, and it's only a theory, is that the dog was confused about whom
1: to protect since the dog was loyal to both Simpson, the male, and Simpson, the woman. If the dog, and none of the prosecutors, the dummies or the defense attorney
0: ever brought this up, particularly defense attorneys. I mean, the prosecutors. Marsha Clark was in over her head. Um, If the dog had not known the assailant the
1: way Simpson claims it went down, that dog would be dead, too.
0: That dog would have defended Nicole Simpson to the death. Have a great day. Warthog, Man Cave, Command Center, out.